Did you think of a donut? That was your number one job. Oh, was it? You mentioned. I thought my number one job was the mug. Oh, your second job. Oh, my second number one job. (laughs) What kind of donut you think describes this episode? (laughs) Oh, okay, gotcha. Do you like apple fritters? I do like apple fritters. Yes. They don't know. They don't know what they're talking about. So far, we'll go with that one. It's be an apple apple fritter episode. Yes. (gasps) This is our first apple fritter (laughs) episode. Yeah. But why? Well, I All Shay's right. in charge. Shay's in charge of the donut. Whatever they you think the reason is, is what it is. It's co- it's cooking the fruit into the pastry that I really don't like. And do you like pies? pies. pies we always go to the pies. Thing. It's a different thing. It is not. Do you like Danishes? Some Danishes. Or turnover? A Dan- oh, I do like turnovers. Okay, same fruit baked in, same thing. Uh, but it's the, it's a pocket pie. A apple pie fruit. It tries. Like you know what? It's sneaky. It tries to hide. That they put fruit in there. They do it's not. They, li- they clearly labeled that they are apple fritters. Apple fritters are a liar. They're not a liar. And I'm going to go on the record right now and say that. Do you think blueberry and strawberry fritters are liars too? And cherry fritters? So I would argue that that's the opposite of the episode topic. Because <laughs> we're talking about student loans today. And when you sign a student loan, you know exactly what you're getting into, Right. You just turned 18, maybe you just turned 19, you're going away to school, you're signing the scariest document of your entire life, right? Master promissory note. I mean, maybe if you read it, but I didn't read mine. <laughs> oh, so, it, have... so that's why it's like an apple fritter. So, that's so why it's it is like a like... fritter. You have no idea what's inside. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I have variable interest rates and owe more than what I took out. Woo! We have a special guest with us today. Shay, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, absolutely. My name is Shay Gilliland Rand. Um, I work in the consumer loan servicing area of Royal Credit Union. Uh, I've been with Royal for since November of 2014, so however long that is. I'm not a math person, a ironically. Seven and a half years, something like that. So, yeah. So, what type of things do you guys do in consumer loan services? Anything that pertains to Consumer there's loans. no good. There's no good way to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> anything that pertains to the servicing part of consumer loans. So essentially, once the loan is booked, we take care of it from there. So that could be handling your tax sale and registration for your vehicle. That could be releasing the lien on your vehicle. It could be sending out um, reminders that your balloon payments coming due. Uh, credit reporting, whole host of things. So. Are consumer loans just vehicle loans? No, that's a good question. So consumer loans would be anything that's not a mortgage or commercial loan. Anything else is consumer. Thank you. I always like when we talk about consumer loans, I automatically go to vehicle, which I assume some people might do. It is do. the largest part of, part of the consumer loan portfolio, but it's not exclusively. So, so James kind of already talked about this, but let's just, we're, we're talking about student loans today. Who, Cooper, I'm looking at you, wants to give us like the general basic information about student loans? What kind of basic information are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the basics. Let's, the basics? So student loans, so there's... Private student loans, which we have Cheyenne to talk about today because we have um, those here at Royal. And there's also federal student loans that you can get through the government. I don't, what else do you want to know? I don't know. I just threw you on the spot. <laughs> like if I was a parent and my kid was maybe a junior in high school and I've mm. forgotten every, like maybe I'm not familiar with it. Maybe I forgot everything that I went through if I went to college. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then I need to like catch up, like catch me up. <laughs> What's happened? Yeah, lots has happened, um, especially recently in the student uh, loan realm of things. But there's a lot of different ways to fund your college education. So we're going to talk a little bit about private loans. We have Shay 
they are the expert here. But there's also federal student loans, which we might touch on a little bit. There's a student aid office at your higher education choice. So there's lots of different things we can talk about. Work study programs. Just we're going to talk about like, how do you pay for college? Because it's not cheap. Shay, did you go to college? I did. Ooh, what for? Ironically, not banking anything. (laughs) (laughs) I actually went to college uh, with the intent to be an English professor. Ooh, you have that vibe. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I take that as a compliment. My kids say that. I don't think it's a compliment when they say oh, it. But no. <laughs> professor Shea. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it when you say it. Yeah, so you give me good. very professor-esque vibes. Totally My say it. schooling experience at college was a little non-traditional. Um, I had kids starting when I was 19, so I had to step away and go back. Then when I was like 27, I returned. So my experience is a little different than the normal student loan realm of things. Did you still... so? While not traditional in how you accomplished it, was it still somewhat traditional in how you funded that education? You know, did that change anything for you? Or yes and no. Uh, I still went to I still went to the FAFSA website every single semester. I got a lot of grants because it was non traditional. Um, I had three kids at the time, so a lot of I didn't end up taking out as much student loan debt as say my spouse, unfortunately, but. <laughs> I did end up taking out a few federal student loans at the end, so I have been through that process. But. Okay. It's interesting you say traditional because I feel like the four of us are at the table and we all kind of did different paths to fund our college. So there is a lot of different options. I mean, I went to a community college. It's more of a technical college. And so I just ended up working and saving money each summer and each year and paying for it that way and with a little help from my family but somebody who hasn't thought about this yet what you know what are some of those first steps that they should be thinking about i mean i think you should plan a little bit like you know you have to fund your college education somehow right and so that was something i didn't really think about before going into actually having to do that i was applying for colleges i got into stout i was super excited But then what? And I ended up, I did a semester at um, Chippewa Valley Technical College. So I did that, which was great because it was more affordable. I paid for that, not using a loan, which was really awesome. But then going to Stout, I got a lot of federal aid. So I was really lucky in that aspect. But I also do have some private student loans through my local credit unions that I used to pay for summer courses. So summer courses are a little bit different as far as student aid funding. When you're out talking to students do you give them a high level what are your options when it comes to yeah yeah we do so um you know while we are not the experts here at royal on student aid there are some really good generalizations that we can talk about a couple of those are one knowing where your financial aid office is on campus they are the experts and those amazing individuals who work in that office were my best friends in college because they know all the things They know how to apply. They know how to get your funding. They understand that you don't have to accept all of it, all those fun things. Um, So we talk a lot about that. So just knowing where your resources are. Um, Knowing studentaid.gov is the official website for student aid. So it keeps track of your funding. It keeps track of your account, tax records, all that really fun stuff that you need. But also understanding the difference in federal loans. So there's going to be subsidized loans. There's unsubsidized loans. And 
those come into play a little bit as we're talking about payment plans and repayment and the level of education you're at. So graduate versus undergraduate. So we talk a lot about those things too. So understanding. So why do we talk about subsidized versus unsubsidized? Because they're different, right? I already talked about that. But subsidized loans, they don't occur. Accrue? Accrue. You yelled at me last time. (laughs) Accrue. Accrue. They don't accrue interest while we're in school at least half time. Okay, so that's great. Um, Or during deferment, which is going to be six months after you graduate and officially should, you know, start paying back that education cost. Right. Okay, so the accrual part, remind me why that's such a good thing that it's not accruing. Yeah, because... Um, if you're in school, you're not paying on those loans. All of your interest is just adding on to the amount that you have to pay back. And if you're not paying it, interest compounds, we know that. So it's just adding more and more and more on there, which at the end can be really hard to pay off. There's a lot more to pay off um, when it comes to interest. And you're still going to be paying interest when you start to pay it off, if that makes sense. So so in the subsidized loans, it doesn't start compounding or accruing that interest no until after the deferment period after yep. you would graduate or leave school yep is that accurate yep okay. that is accurate okay which That's is helpful. really great and these are available to undergrad students and they're based on your financial need okay so they're based on income um, and the amount you can borrow is based on your school which is another reason go befriend your financial aid office because they're gonna know all those different things and then we have unsubsidized and so this can be both undergrad and graduate but it's not based on financial need so anyone can essentially get these it's not based on if you you know your ability to afford college if that makes sense or higher education But you are responsible for paying the interest during all periods. So if you're in school, you're paying the interest. If you're in deferment, you're paying that interest, which is usually a smaller number, which is kind of nice. But we want to make sure we pay that, right? We don't want that to keep building up. Can you let the interest just compound if you choose? Yeah, you can. You can let that interest accrue on the loans and it'll get compounded. So added onto that principal balance. And principal is that, you know, initial balance of the loan. Did I describe that right, Shay? Yes, you did. Yeah. So if you take off $5,000 for that semester, 5000 is the original balance. The interest adds, adds on to, to that. Adds to that $5,000. Yeah. Perfect. Do you have members calling you all the time asking these type of questions? Or all how? the time, actually. Yeah, this is actually really common. Yeah. Okay. We don't usually get the unsubsidized versus subsidized outside of just a general question, hey, does Royal offer these? But yeah, otherwise, we our department does take a fair number of these calls. In our department, we try to keep it as general as possible, mm-hmm. mostly because, like Cooper said, the financial aid office, they're the people that, like, they're the experts. Royal Credit Union, all we can really do is talk about what we offer for the private student loans. But we do obviously recommend that they go out and check out all these places, talk to the financial aid, do the FAFSA thing, try to get as much as much as you can in grants and scholarships and all of that ahead of time before you try to take out any private student loans for sure. Weirdly, we do have a lot of parents who, because they've been members of the Royal Credit Union for a long time, they want to call us first. And they're like, hey, what kind of great rate can we get? And we're like, well, you should probably check out the other stuff first. They're like, okay, but if, and they're like, nah, let's go get the free money first, <laughs> then tell your student to take out a loan. Yeah. Because school is no longer as cheap as it once was. So I think that's part of it. I think that's a good segue. So why would someone come to Royal to take out a student loan? And when we're talking about Royal student loans, we, we consider that a private student loan, yes. right? So it's not off, it's not federal, it's not a federal loan. It's not federal dollars. It's just money that you're getting from 
Royal Credit Union. Yeah. Like you do for your car or something like that, right? Yep. You got it. Cool. So if I've used up all of my, if I've gotten all the federal dollars that I can, and I still need more to pay for my college education, then I would I would have to go somewhere else, right? I need help. I need a loan. Mm-hmm. Then I could come to Royal. I think so. Shay? Yes, absolutely. So that's that's typically what we recommend. We always tell people, again, go check out all the, all the federal stuff ahead of time. But then people can come to us and apply for up to a specific amount of money every semester and obviously over the course of their their term. The, the biggest difference between that I always try to tell people, the biggest difference between what Royal offers and what the federal student loans they can get are primarily that Royal has variable rates. Most of the federal loans, not all of them, but most of the federal loans that you can apply for have fixed rates. And they're a lot of times a little lower because they're federal loans. They're not private. So for those of us that don't know variable rates, what the way that works is you would be locked into a margin above the federal prime rate, which sounds weird, but that's important in that all it means is that it changes. So if the Fed decides to raise or lower, they haven't in a while. Obviously, we know with current economy, they're raising the rates like crazy, which impacts your student loans. So you'd be locked into a specific amount above that. But then anytime the Fed changes it, your student loan changes as well, which like Cooper was saying, particularly if you're not making these payments right now while you're in school, that adds up really fast. So we're not, we never want to tell people don't get a loan from Royal Credit Union, but that's exactly right, James. You do want to check out all the other stuff first to try to set yourself up best before you go taking out what we have. So, Do we have a lot of members who are looking to get an extra student loan from Royal? I mean, is a fair amount, yeah. Or is it really just the people that are like, Royal seems like they know a lot about money. I'm going to ask them my questions and sort of get pointed in the right direction from there. Probably it, probably about 50-50. 50/50. Yeah, I'd say it's about 50-50. A lot of people just reach out just to get general information. They're not even looking. They're like, hey, what kind of is the process for the student loans? Because exactly that. It's been a long time since I was in school. I got a high schooler now. What do I do? But yeah, we also do get a lot of people who are like, hey, my kid qualified for everything that they can get. What else do you guys have? Or should I do a parent plus loan, which Royal doesn't have anything to do with those, but people have a lot of questions on that. What is a parent plus loan? It's essentially a student loan that pays for your child's education that that child is not a borrower on. Hmm. So you're taking it out on their behalf, Okay, which is real nice of your parents, but I don't know if I love my kids that much. So, And that's part of the federal aid package, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. So that's all part of if you go to studentaid.gov, all that jazz the is FAFSA on there. Thing, yeah, like, the FAFSA website. Okay. Yep. F-A-F-S-A. F-A-F-S-A. Why can't I spell the word? F-A-F-S-A. Yeah. Sorry, that was a whole tangent, but I felt like doing some trivia. <laughs> I was just going to say this conversation is making me think towards the future with like my kids and stuff. Like, Steve, really? how does this make you feel? Kind of uncomfortable for me, honestly. Like, Steve, I don't know how you're feeling right now, but... They're on their own. Get a job at the corner store and... <laughs> there it is. Like, my oldest just turned... Well, he's been 11 for a little bit. And I'm like, have you started looking for jobs yet? <laughs> College is coming up fast, bud. I feel like you have to wait till he's 14, right? 15, 14 and a half. So we talked a little bit about the federal loans. We talked about how Royal student loans are private student loans that people come to Royal after they get all their federal aid dollars that they can... So what kind of differences set Royals' private student loans apart from the federal options? 
right? Like like the variable rate, we talked about that. Is, and then the interest that accrues during your education period, like when you're in school. Yeah. So the private student loans that we offer that you can make during the application process, you get an option as to how you want to make those payments. So you can put them in deferment until six months after you leave school, just like the other ones we talked about. You can also set it up to start paying immediately, like you would for a vehicle loan. Weirdly, no students ever take that one. (laughs) But um, the other option that a lot of parents like is you can set up payments that do start right away, but they're only interest. So then those payments are like 15, 20 bucks or something a month, um, which is not the amount of interest because that would actually be substantial. But there's a minimum, so they make like $15 payments a month, which is good because obviously that helps to prevent that from accruing. That $5,000 loan is all of a sudden 7000 by the time yep. you're done in four years. So. Well, and you know, $15, $20, we talk about it a lot when it comes to savings, but that small amount really adds up over if you think a four-year education, right? Or even a two-year education or a couple months, depending if you're doing certificates, but it's a big, it's a big chunk of money that it can save you. Yeah. So with private student loans and federal student loans are kind of like this as well. The One of our most popular questions is, so once I apply for the student loan and I'm approved for $10,000, say, is that $10,000 just available to me every semester? And oh. I'm like, nope, that's not how that works. It's not a line of credit. You don't just get to run it up as you want. So you do actually have to apply at the very least every academic year, which means it's not ideal because that means that over the course of a four-year education, assuming you've done four years, you now have four different student loans, all of which have their own individual payments, Uh, which is not ideal. No. Even if it's with the same lender, you can send it all to the same place, but at the very least, you got to be writing down that account number on every single one so they know how to divvy it up. So we do have a lot of members reach out to see what they can do to consolidate their loans the consolidation loans that we offer is very similar to the loans that we offer for while you're in school. Again, variable rates, all of that. Um, but the benefit is that obviously it brings that into one payment. So you can consolidate up to, I want to say $50,000. Cooper looks like she's well, thinking I try, really hard. I, no, I wanted to move this, but I tend to make a lot of noise. So I'm like oh, you're good. trying not to <laughs> interrupt what Shay's saying. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Okay. Yes, perfect. Totally, totally dead now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Consolidating the student loans is is a really good option as far as just making sure that you have one payment. Um, It helps to streamline, obviously, your finances and everything. The disadvantage to consolidating your student loans is that if, for whatever reason, you did get um, a really good rate the first time, anytime you're taking on a new loan, that rate's going to change because it pulls your credit every single time. So that's something to keep in mind is if you do with members particularly who call in with the federal student, who have federal student loans, because we can consolidate any kind of student loan, federal, private, doesn't matter. We'll just send, send the money wherever. But if you have a really good rate somewhere, don't consolidate it just in order to get it down into one payment. It, it's, it's actually more beneficial. It's more annoying for your bookkeeping, but it's more beneficial for you to keep that lower payment elsewhere, that lower interest rate. So That's always a really good one because people ask that a lot. And a lot of times people consolidate just to like get it over with one payment they know where it's going but sometimes you can end up paying more than you were when they're separate just based on what the interest rate is and now that new balance because you know interest is calculated based on you know that total balance amount so smaller balance smaller interest that makes sense so thinking about the future if 
right now we know that rates are actually kind of high because they're tied to that federal prime rate again. But maybe if I'm optimistic, maybe rates could be lower in the future. So that would be a great time to look at consolidating if you're currently in school or if you're going through that process right now, maybe rates could be lower in the future and then you could have a savings. Potentially, yeah, they right? absolutely could. You're you're hundred percent. Or they could continue to go up. That's not the positive energy that yeah, we don't, need right don't now. Yeah, don't be a downer. Well, you picked apple fritters. Of course, my attitude Good is for changed. savers though. You're right. First off, good for savers, Shay picked the rolls. apple fritter and Shay is the guest and you can't be mean to them. Therefore, you have to like apple darn fritters it, today. Darn it, Shay. <laughs> Have I ever eaten an apple? You have fritter? to use your other. You have to use your other hand. <laughs> the the logo's out. Just kidding. You can do whatever you want. I need five mugs, too, just to go. But okay. So the whole pur- purpose of my tangent was so when we're talking about consolidating, what are we consolidating to? Is it another private student loan? Is it just a consumer loan with Royal Can? Like, what does it look like when you consolidate here? Yeah, that's a really good question. Either one. Oh, okay. I mean, you can kind of do whatever you want. It's your finances. But the best option typically, if someone is looking to consolidate their student loans, is to, yes, you consolidate into essentially another student loan. I say essentially because that money is not going to pay for tuition. It's not actually going to any schools. It's going to the other lenders. But the consolidation loans that we offer, you have to be out of school in order to consolidate. You can't consolidate while you're still in school, which is unfortunate. A lot of people wish they could. But the interest rates are typically lower. Kind of going to James's question before, the interest rates are typically lower if you consolidate into another student loan rather than a consumer loan. The consumer loans, the term is also better. So we can consolidate here at Royal for private student loans for up to $50,000 which is great, but weirdly actually doesn't get you all that far sometimes in this in this day and age, depending on what you did for schooling. So, but those that $50,000 is then repaid back over a 12-year term. So that spreads it out a little bit, makes it more manageable. There's no prepayment penalty, like with anything else the Royal offers. Pay it off as fast as you want. It's your money. But 12 years is a lot more beneficial than like a four-year term that you would get within the actual like consumer lending world if you stopped into an office. So that's that's the benefit there is that payment's going to be smaller. So then if you have the extra, you can pay it off faster rather than be forced to pay a really large payment. So Interesting. I have two questions. One, can we backtrack? So you, we haven't talked about this on other loan episodes. So you just said something where I can pay it off as fast as I want and I'm not going to get penalized for paying it off early. Do some financials do that? Yeah, actually. But why? That's a real good question. Because they want that moolah. That makes sense. So so that's actually a pretty, so something to think about when you're applying for loans in general. Think about that. Two, so if I have, so I have four private student loans, two with Royal, two with my other credit union, but they all are under the same thing. So if I was like, all right, Shay, I'm so sick of making four different payments every single month. I want to consolidate. Would you, do you have the ability to help me like kind of weigh the cost of that or is that something I have to do on my own like to see how much more it'll really you know cost me in the long run or you know what I'm saying yeah no that's a really good question yes absolutely we do um anyone that has access to our consumer loan system actually can help with that so you can absolutely stop into an office we have loan calculators that are designed to punch in the amount that you think you owe look at 
roughly where you where your credit score is without pulling credit we're just taking on faith that you have an idea what your score is until we're actually doing that application but then calculate yeah what that monthly payment is going to look like to start um, over that 12-year term before you actually are obligated that's awesome there's like current events that are happening too around student loans and loan forgiveness and everyone's kind of has a hyper awareness around student loans right now so it's a very political topic all of a sudden yeah if you haven't listened to the fraud episode, you should definitely do that with Zach. Um, but student loan fraud can be a thing. Scholarships, especially. So while not student loans, scholarships are a great way to pay for college if you, you know, it's free money, essentially. You have to put some work into it. But don't fall for the, hey, if you pay me 50 bucks, we'll apply to 8,000 scholarships. If you ever pay to apply for a scholarship, you're probably not going to get it. It's not a thing. So don't pay for scholarships that's always a really big one um but utilize them if you can so there's scholarships for you know your usually your major sometimes has them um different organizations you might be involved in like ffa or you know community organizations when you went back to school what was your process of looking for grants and scholarships biggest thing i did was just go on that fafsa website um there were a couple of scholarships that were available like you said through like the english department um, you just talk to people in the English department about that. Um, I grew up in rural Wisconsin, just outside of Eau Claire. So my parents' uh, local energy co-op always has scholarships for students and things like that as well you can apply for. So Very nice. Think, wow. Thinking about scholarships just makes me happy. I don't know why. It's just the free money. I don't know. People supporting people. It's like the credit union movement all. Okay. Philosophy. Um, <laughs> it's people helping people, yeah. You're right. Well, you looked at me like you're angry at me. I'm sorry that my scholarship fascination bothers you. I just think of all the things that fascinate you. That was just an interesting choice. That's it. And I'm just looking at some fun facts I have about student loans. So one fun fact, every dollar you borrow in college roughly roughly costs about $2 by the time that you um, end up paying off that debt. That's not fun. <laughs> These were fun facts. Um, educational facts. Also, student loans. So when we talk about student loans, right, we always say don't take out more than you, you know, really need, right? Unfortunately, sometimes we take out more than we need to pay for rent, to pay for living expenses. It really just depends your major, your life, all that kind of fun stuff. But something to think about is that if you take out extra student loans, okay, so you have and you're going to pay for pizza, okay? We're going to say pizzas cost about $10, so that'd be, you know, two from Little Caesars, right? Um, it adds up to about $2,000 if you eat 50 of them over the course of a year. So that $2,000 initial cost will grow to about 4000 by the time you repay that student debt. So just those little things can really add up. And then one thing that we always talked about in college, too, is if you take your student loan amount if you take the hmm, how did i do this if you take the cost of what your classes are so like you know you have three oh, credits yeah, yeah, a three yeah. credit classes you know 395 dollars. i don't know but if you divide that by how many days you're gonna have class so it gives you a per class cost which is usually like 60 bucks or something it's a really good way to get yourself to think oh, is it worth spending 60 dollars if i sleep in mm, probably not so so don't skip class? Don't skip class because you're giving away free money. That was Professor Cooper coming straight at you with some get-to-class advice. As someone who 
didn't go to class a lot. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> Those sixty $60 naps are really worth it sometimes, though. I think it depends on the program, honestly. English program, you're just reading books anyway. Like, you have to go to class? I don't know. Put it under your pillow. Osmosis. You can read that on your own time. Fun facts, as long as you brought up the affordability. The private student loans do not pay for anything beyond the schooling. That's an important thing to know. That is an important thing to know. Private student loans, the amount that is actually lent out, is determined by the school. Yep. So you can't take extra things out for housing expenses or pizza or coffees or whatever. So the only thing you can pay for is books and tuition, which is good. It's good. Because it forces you to get a job. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jill. Although you picked apple fritter and I'm still not happy about I'm it for a great donut episode, I You're do. Not sorry, don't don't apologize. <laughs> I do appreciate you coming in today, talking to us, and uh, Cooper, Steve. If people like money donuts, what should they do? Ooh, they should follow us on or subscribe to the podcast on their favorite podcast platform. They can also listen at rcu.org/podcast. And they should leave us a really kind rating and review and share with all their friends. And you can check out videos on Royal Credit Union's YouTube channel, videos of the podcast. And if you search extra hard, you might discover that Money Donuts has its own separate YouTube channel that you might get to see some special behind the scenes footage or is there gonna be bloopers i don't know. I think there should be bloopers there might be bloopers <laughs> james there wants to so see so many bl- of those <laughs> can they be scripted bloopers like they used to do in old pixar ones though oh, oh maybe fun we're not really good food at for scripting thought. Food things, for thought. but i like the idea <laughs> i think there would be bloopers of us trying to make those bloopers so that was be Technically, the whole podcast is a blooper. We just pick out the best parts to make it a thing. (laughs) This is good. Thanks, Shay. Yeah, thank you.